الحمد لله ولي الحميد وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد محبوب رب العرش المجيد اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد الفاتح لما أغلق والخاتم لما سبق ناصر الحق بالحق والهادي إلى صراطك المستقيم وعلى آله حق قدره ومقداره العظيم وبعد Tonight the juz is actually full of parables We have three parables today Doesn't mean that I'm going to keep you for half an hour Allah don't panic but uh, we will quickly, inshallah, touch upon uh, two of them. One is from Surah Al-Ra'd, and the other is actually from Surah Ibrahim. Uh, we have two uh, parables in Surah Al-Ra'd and one in Surah Ibrahim. And uh, one of the, of the ones in Surah Al-Ra'd is, is similar to what we have talked about before when we give the parable of the good land, the good soil, and the bad soil some, uh, some, some days ago. But the first parable that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us here in Surah Al-Ra'd is quite an interesting one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala introduces in Surah Al-Ra'd His power and His uh, ability to create in an in innovative way, which we call in Arabic Al-Badi'ah. Al-Badi'ah is the one who does not need to repeat himself. Right? Who does not need to repeat himself. So when we say Badi'ah, Badi'ah al-Samawati wal-Ard, means the one who has invented heavens and earth without any previous example. That's why when someone is really innovative, we call him Mubdi'ah. We say to that person, Mubdi'ah. And some of our Muslim brothers have abused and used this word, so they call every new thing Bid'ah. Not knowing that the word bid'ah is not a bad thing. It's actually something good. That the one who makes a good bid'ah, it's acceptable. It's only the bad bid'ah that is rejected. Because the Prophet said, Man sanna fil islami sunnatan hasana, wa man sanna fil islami sunnatan sayyi'ah. The one who gives a good sunnah and a bad sunnah. So there is a good sunnah and a bad sunnah. A good practice and a bad practice. So there is also good bid'ah and there is a bad bid'ah. And as the fuqaha say, al-bid'ah ta'atariha al-ahkam al-khamsa. We have good bid'ah, we have, we have what we call wajib bid'ah, we have a recommended bid'ah, we have a, a prohibited bid'ah, we have a, an abhorred bid'ah, we have a mubah bid'ah. Writing the masahif and putting the tashkil, the diacritics, dhamma, sukun, harakat, all of these, is bid'ah. Never did the Prophet sallallahu put that. Actually putting the dots on top of the kha' to distinguish it from the jim, to distinguish the ayn from the ghayn, from the ta' from the dha'. All of these are bid'ah. Erecting a big dome on top of the masjid is a bid'ah. Establishing a minaret is a bid'ah. Putting the carpets is bid'ah. Loads of things are actually bid'ah, but they are good bid'ah and acceptable bid'ah. And as is narrated in the tradition, ni'matul bid'atu hiya. They narrate from Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu an. When he gathered people on taraweeh as we do today, they said, a'af'alu. Shall I do something the Prophet didn't do? That's a good bid'ah to gather people for something like this. So we shouldn't be using and abusing and circulating the word without knowledge, right? That's, that's just a, a something on the side. But going back to the word al-badiyah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-badiyah. The one who doesn't need to repeat himself. If you test all the people in this room, in this hall, each and every individual, you will never find two identical individuals, right or wrong. There is no two identical twins. 
Even those who claim that they are identical twins, they are not identical. They are identical as to what appears to us, but not as to the reality. Their DNA is different, their characteristics are different. Their, the second thing that they have just recently in, uh, discovered is that after all of these years, they have discovered that there is the way the DNA is, 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 uh, is, is wrapped inside the cell is another layer that decides which diseases and illnesses the baby will have. So up until recently, they used to think that it is the DNAs that decide which diseases and which qualities, which characteristics you and me will have. But they discovered that all of this was nonsense. Oh, that's not the final word. This is not the final conclusion. Actually, there is another thing. The way the DNA has been twisted and wrapped, because the DNA is something like a little strap that has been wrapped inside your cell. And if you imagine how many, if you actually unfold these little straps inside you, you discover that you have like very, very long straps, something that can't be imagined at all. Millions, millions of meters inside, kilometers inside you. That's why the poet used to say, You think that you're something so tiny. You, as a human being, think that you are so tiny, but this whole universe has been summed up in you. Has been summed up in you. In you as an individual. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al-badi'ah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, introduces his bid, his, his ibda'ah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, or his qudra, his complete qudra, and his taqdeer, and his uniqueness of creation, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he shows that, as opposed to that, those who worship anyone besides Allah, idols, desires, inclinations, anything, they can't give them anything. So you're literally comparing in what we call a lost comparison. A lost comparison is, it doesn't actually work. You're comparing the one who has everything to the one who has nothing. You're comparing the one who has everything to the one who has nothing. The one who creates to the one who doesn't create. The one who can harm, controls harm and benefit to the one who can't even harm or benefit themselves. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, after this introduction, To him belongs the call of truth. And Arabs say, This could be from what we call adding an attribute to the attributed. So, He's got the truth that is true, that is in conformity with reality. Or, لَهُ دَعْوَةُ الْحَقِّ means the truth, the, the, the call that is based on reality. That is based on reality. As we say, for example, هَذَا ثَوْبُ مَكَّةِ This is a garment from Mecca. Meaning, it has come from Mecca. مِنْ إِضَافَةِ الْكَلَامِ إِلَى مَنْ To refer it back to its origin. So when we say دَعْوَةُ الْحَقِّ means the call that is done out of being truthful. The call that is done because of being convinced with truth. Because when you turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say, Ya Rabb, give me, you're actually doing that out of believing that he is the giver, believing that he is the creator, which is true. While those who turn to their gods and they ask them, that's da'watul batil, isn't it? Lahu da'watul haqq. And he subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say anything beyond, beyond that. He did not say, and to, to others belong the, the, the call of, 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 of falsehood. Why? Because we know if, if to him belongs the call of truth, 
than anything else. We don't, we don't have to, to say anymore. And the Quran always uses, brothers and sisters, the Quran always uses what we call polite language. It doesn't, it doesn't damage its opponents. The Quran doesn't damage its opponents, even though it knows that it is on the truth. Either us or you are on true guidance or in clear misguidance. But we know that we are on true guidance. But we're not supposed to claim that we are on true guidance. That's the other. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Don't blame, don't, don't, don't scandalize, don't uh, despise those who call others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Those who call others beyond him. They will never respond to them. And the Quran uses the word to respond to them as reference to the idols. Like those who worship idols, the idols will not respond to them. And using here what we call a pronoun that refers to a human being. Why? Even though they are not humans. Because they say, This is the way they speak. This is the way Arabs speak to each other. And also, because they treat these idols as human beings. They treat them as living beings, don't they? If they didn't treat them as living beings, they, would, they wouldn't have returned to them and asked them for help. And then the Quran says, Those who call beyond, beyond those behind him or besides him, They will not respond to them. The verb to respond to someone can be, as they say in Arabic, can be muta'addi bilharf or muta'addi binafsi. It can be a transitive verb with a preposition or without a preposition. For example, you say, istajabtu I responded to him. Istajabtu for people, you say, I responded to him, so it is a transitive verb. Here the Quran says, they will not respond to them with, with anything. So the word bishay here, this ba, itself sums up the word or sums up the meaning that even if they, they will not respond with the least. So don't expect the highest. They will not respond with the least. Because the ba gives that meaning. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Illa, here is the parable. Except like someone who stretches his hands to the water to bring it to his mouth. And it will never come to his mouth. Can you imagine that someone standing next to an ocean puts his hand in the ocean and brings his hand stretched palms, not even, not even brought together, stretched palm like this, all the time. How much water will he be able to get? Nothing. In Arabic, this Quranic word has become a proverb used in Arabic language. So they said in Arabic, أَحْمَقُ مِنَ الْقَابِضِ عَلَى الْمَاءِ no one is more stupid than the one who is trying to withhold water. And we say even in English, I can't hold water with my hands. Can you hold water in your hands? No, you can't transform water from the ocean to your mouth. And they say, min He is more idiot than the one who tries to lick water. How can you lick water? What, what will that do to you? Nothing. It will not do anything. Or they say even in Arabic, أَحْمَقُ مِنْ مَاضِغِ He is more stupid than the one who chews water. Have you ever seen someone chewing water? You can't chew water. It doesn't give you anything, right? It doesn't give you even a feeling. And the, the poet says, وَأَصْبَحْتُ مِنْ لَيْلَ الْغَدَاتَ كَقَابِضٍ 
على الماء لم ترجع بشيء انامله like with Layla he loved a girl called Layla so he said with Layla in my affair with Layla I have become like a person who has been trying to hold water nothing remains in his nails nothing of that water remains in his nails so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us through this that these people will go back with nothing and they say Losing the purpose. Losing what you've been striving for. And the Quran is beautiful. He's putting it in such a beautiful way. Because the Quran gives us an image of an individual who is really keen to get water. He's really thirsty. He is in dire need to thirst. And there are various levels of thirst. The lowest of them is what we call when you say I'm thirsty that's the lowest level of thirst it's not a great thing it's not the severe thirst the severe thirst is level eight Arabs have eight levels the first level when you start feeling the thirst is called dhama. Dhama. that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when you have dhama, extreme thirst this is when you start imagining things you walk in, in the desert, you imagine that everything that glitters is water. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Only the dham'an, only the person who is in extreme thirst will think that it is water. But atshan, if you are atshan, if you're just thirsty, you still, your sanity is still in your mind. There is a level of thirst where the person becomes hayman, huyam. And there is another level called sadyan. And there is a level called uwam. And the uwam is when the person literally loses his soul. He dies out of thirst, right? But at the level of just thirst, the person is sane. Yes, in Ramadan, what do we feel? What do we feel? Atash. Only atash. Just thirst. There could be a fasting person, he gets nothing of his fast except thirst. Just thirst. And starvation. And hunger. But if that person is really genuine, like that, when you, when you, because, because of the period of fasting, how long do you fast? It's still a short period of time, isn't it? But the person who is out in the battlefield, no access to water at all, that's when they, they feel the real dhamma, right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that this individual is in extreme need, dire need for water, but he should be thinking about getting something serious. Right? Getting something serious, getting it properly. But instead of doing that, he's just putting his hand in the water and taking it out. Getting his hand in the water and he licks his hand. Puts his hand in the water and he licks his hand. Thinking that licking his hand will give him any feeling of satiation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves us with this example. And I'm not going to go into the others. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves us with this example. And I want you to go home and think about attachments in life. What do we attach ourselves to? Looking for satiation, looking for satiation from individuals or desires or attachments in life, position, home, this, that, is not going to satiate you. It's not going to satisfy you. It is only going to increase you. Looking to satiate your desire by fulfilling your desire is only going to increase it. As Imam al-Busir rahimahullah ta'ala says about the nafs, about the ego, فَلَا تَرُمْ بِالْمَعَاصِي كَسْرَ شَهْوَتِهَا 
Don't think that through disobeying Allah, you will break your desires. For food only increases the, the, the greed of a person who is hungry. The more fuel you give to the fire, it just goes more and more and more. And also, don't look for satiation from something that can't help itself, that is limited. As Imam Shafi'i said, don't look for, for generosity with a poor person, with a stingy person. If you go to a stingy person thinking that he can give you, he will not. For there is no water in the fire. There is no water in the fire. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our connection only to him. And may he subhanahu wa ta'ala make our asking only from him. And may he subhanahu wa ta'ala turn our hearts only to him and be connected only with him subhanahu wa ta'ala wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala sayyidina muhammadi wa alihi wa sallam.